I'm turning the game on. There we go. Well, we're all on different like beats. <laughs> it's gonna be all, all off timing. This is what it's like now. It's like trying I've to been... sing a song over Zoom. <laughs> this would be really incredible if they had like a final play touchdown. You have to really play it they up. They really would. I don't see it happening. When well, we got the double swinging gate action. Yeah. They, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Is, you know they got they got that. Oh, two so we we should we oh, should explain Zika's that we are watching. Athletes. This is us watching the end of the Cowboys. They have, they have all athletes live. on the field. Is that what they're doing? That, that was smart. That center. Yeah, I mean it's smart. If you're gonna pitch it around. And you know what? I mean Zeke has slowed down laterally. It's probably oh, a good transition gosh. for him it's from running one, back to center. Oh. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so oh. there wasn't much planning you know there. What? Sometimes, sometimes the last thing you see in a football game is the perfect metaphor for the rest of the football game. I feel like that's what that was. For the second year in a row. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> last year they had that situation where Dak couldn't spike the ball because he ran it with like 15 seconds left. And mm-hmm. this is really an embarrassing way to end the season for my guy Dak and all the Cowboys. There's no defense. <laughs> Uh, the only defense is that you watch so much Jimmy Garoppolo game tape of the time he played the Cowboys that you infected Dak with all of the worst tendencies that you had seen by reliving Jimmy, that game. Jimmy was really bad last year. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. I, 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 he was so bad last year. He, had a, he, he had got a penalty because he was in too much of a hurry to do a quarterback sneak, and he snapped it before they got set. It was ridiculous. But anyway. Them, uh, if, you had, if you had a solid 15 seconds of Dominique talking about Jimmy Garoppolo before talking about <laughs> Dak Prescott in this game, you're currently winning well, your debatable big. We're 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 approaching the Jimmy Garoppolo singularity, which is that Dominique just compares every single quarterback in football mm-hmm. one way or another to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Got Brock Purdy, you got Dak. We're gonna see how many he can hit during this show alone. So damn shame that Kyle Shanahan can't throw because he'd probably be a really good quarterback. <laughs> Guys, damn I shame. do want to get your reaction to this game. And also, very comparable. Dak, Jimmy Garoppolo, both very, very handsome. But what was your reaction mm-hmm. to this game? What's your big takeaway for the 49ers and the Cowboys? Uh, it's impressive. The San Francisco defense is really, really good. Dak Prescott, the turnover issues that I've been saying all season are not a real problem. Seems they're a problem. <laughs> they, were, they, they were an issue tonight, guys. Like it was, yeah. they they seemed to. I won't say they didn't have any trouble moving the ball because it wasn't easy. But they moved the ball well enough to win. I would think they got in position to score a number of times and were unable to score in part because Dak uh, was throwing the ball to the other team and also because Maher was kicking the ball at the other team. Oh come on! He yeah, we two can't. Field goals we, in this game. Well, hold on, hold on. We we have to we have to table the kicker stuff for a second here because the Dak mm-hmm. interception count, Bill, obviously does not actually fully reflect in true criticizing Jimmy G fashion the number of picks he should have had in this game. Oh, and so very we're true. Ta- we're talking about a game that happened a week after the greatest game of Dak's life: five touchdowns against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Here in this one, he looked like what to you, Bill, when you saw it. Um, you know, I, I, w- I would say he looked like Dak had maybe been left in the mercury for about 45 seconds and he got a little 
too hot but also a little too mushy would yeah. be my my yeah, concern like with that three minute game. hot pocket like whoa way too much right like even even the good passes he had in this game felt kind of yeah. overcooked and not exactly that could an incredible catch from cd lamb oh to hit that one big play down the sideline you know i mean i think all of us in this chat are our dax stands and dax supporters we've propped up Dak in the past and yes he's gotten past the Carson Wentz's and Jared Goff's of the world. We're not having those conversations anymore. But in an offense where they did not have much of a running game today, where the offensive line was in flux against, admittedly, a terrifying defense. Yeah. That just wasn't good enough. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of pressure on him, but, I mean, this is the situation you're going to be in. So I yeah. think you are asking for a lot from him, and he underachieved and underperformed. And your point about um, even some of the – Completions he had is a good one, and I, if I, if anyone should be upset today more than just, uh, I guess the average cowboy fan is CD Lamb because this felt like it was going to be the CD Lamb game where they were yes. just throwing him screen passes and he was running people over, yep. breaking tackles. He made that incredible catch, uh, reaching back over his body when he was wide open and Dak underthrew him. And there was another, um, there's another pass that Dak. Uh, miss Gallup, he was open. Dak just yep. wasn't good today. Mm -hmm. Like it's even when he had chances, he wasn't good. I do think they were asking. I was gonna say they're asking a lot of them, but it feels like they were asking too much of them. That's that's too much to ask of uh, of Dak in this game against this particular team. It's not too much to ask against of Dak against uh, lesser defense, but the best defense in football, he can't get it done. I just want to point out, D'Amico Ryan's in such demand right now. He actually canceled two head coaching interviews I yesterday to prep for this game. Deserves it. Has done awesome work. Tons of cool stuff to watch in this game. I really hope he gets to bring those linebackers with him wherever he goes because, <laughs> oh, boy. they Fred Warner in this game, like, this was a pornography-level <laughs> performance from Fred Warner. The all Say more, Bill. coming out of this game. Uh, there's yeah. going to be some people banned from Twitter for what they posted Bill, about Fred Warner Bill was like this, this game. Bill was like, this is so arousing that I'm not even going incognito mode on this. Everybody... <laughs> Let let history and my history reflect the my pornography kink. that I am I, enjoying tonight. I, I want Google to know this is what I'm into and send me more of it. I want to see Instagram-sponsored ads for this. Oh, my gosh. I think the highlight, the Fred Warner highlight of the day, Greenlaw had an interception that he dropped, yep. one that bounced in his chest, mm -hmm. one that he dropped that would have end, ended the game, and that break was incredible. It was like he knew mm -hmm. the play was coming, which – they're well-coached team. It's possible Seems that like he did. good coaching. Yeah. Um, but the the big Fred Warner play was he was in the A-gap, and mm -hmm. they ran like a, a, a weird roll, cover two, Tampa two mm -hmm. situation where they rolled the backside corner to the half, and Warner had to run with uh, CeeDee Lamb, of all people, down the middle of the field, and he started on the line of scrimmage, and it was incredible. Mm -hmm. There were people open on the backside because uh, Lenore did not – properly get in position but the pressure got to Dak quickly enough even though they only sent four uh the they they wrote they um pushed the line or slid the line left and I think it was the nickel I guess blitzed unblocked and put it up there and Warner's fast you can tell you can tell this was a really good play because Dominique is actually talking about real football stuff oh, instead yeah, of just yeah. giving takes. I know. That's yeah, how you yeah. know it was good. No, it was, it was outstanding. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, I, I like I like good football plays. And I guess it was um Gallup who was running the other scene that was completely uncovered. 
uh, because Greenlaw sat down and Lenore didn't mm-hmm. roll over to the half because his mm-hmm. corner not used to playing the half, but mm-hmm. Nack didn't have the time to, to see that. Had they uh, pushed the line the other way or picked up that blitz, that's a back-breaking play. It is mm-hmm. also it is also noticeable that we've done something we have rarely done as a as a national media while talking about the Niners after a game, which is talk about the defense and knock Brock Purdy. Yeah. Like this is one of those games where it seems like mm-hmm. I, I don't know, Alabaster. It feels like this is this is the least um, big <laughs> Brock we have seen. Brock well, that's and that almost... defense was was why it didn't matter. But that's what's mm-hmm. interesting. Do you moving forward, they're going to need their offense to play better. And I'm wondering if you're worried about Purdy and that offense playing more conservative going into next week. It seemed quite clear that um, Kyle Shanahan was worried about Purdy. Uh, he had him under wraps all game long, <laughs> and they didn't they didn't have to break him out and let him do anything crazy. Uh, he had one of those ridiculous scrambles early in the game where I was so happy for him when he decided to throw it away because I was like, man, this is going, this is going <laughs> oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. on the left side, right? yeah, throughout the back of the end zone. Yeah, yeah it was it was awesome, but yeah, they and that's I think that's the difference. We talk about the value of Kyle Shanahan. We saw it. It was like there were there was no chance. I don't remember one pass that like it felt like Purdy didn't know where the ball was going or that he had to do something special, which is nice. They ran the ball well. He hit and they weren't bad throws. They were good throws, but it, it seemed quite clear that he knew this mm-hmm. skinny is going to be open on the backside. Mm-hmm. Um, McCaffrey's going to have man coverage against a linebacker right here. It, ju- it just seemed like he was well prepared. And every time they needed a play, he was able to get it. And then at the end of the game, they just, ran the hell out of the ball with a bunch of yeah. different kind of uh i mean they weren't trick plays they were unique running like uh designs through the course of this mm-hmm. entire game they had some but they're plays that we've seen before and they just kept working and kept working there also appears to be a force field around any brock purdy pass that could possibly be intercepted oh, which man. is a real advantage to get if you're gonna play quarterback as a seventh round pick in the national football league i don't know if this ends with like brock purdy throwing six interceptions in one of these next two games if they make it to the super bowl i hope not for his sake but it does feel like he's running a little hot when it comes to those passes that might be intercepted Ooh, Bill, Angel Dust is just Bill, not Bill quite is, there. Bill, when Bill Barnwell smells regression, you know it's time to worry and also move on to the next topic. Maybe. <laughs> speaking oh. of regression, yes. Oh, speaking of, gosh. there Diggs we go. One falling in his lap. Yeah. Diggs doesn't drop any interceptions, guys. It's that <laughs> force field. Anyway, um, so after what you saw today against the Bengals, mm-hmm. are the Bills actually frauds? Ooh, you went there, it there. there it is. It felt like it, um, watching <laughs> it. It really did. I mean, look, fraudulent in the sense that time machine is back to the beginning of the season and mm. everything we said will seem insane having watched this game and also like the last several weeks, I guess. But like the, 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 the sucky part of this for Bills fans, I think, is that yes, you feel fraudulent, but also you can't feel all that surprised at this point, right? Like mm-hmm. this wasn't a shock sort of a game. It was just sort of someone holding a pillow over your face and yeah, you being unable to do anything about it. A real, why are you hitting yourself situation from the Bills in this game, which is not what you want to see in the postseason from the preseason Super Bowl favorites, as the card says. Yeah, yeah you don't have to, it's really, um, 
pointless to hit yourself while the Bengals are already doing that for you. <laughs> like, it's all right. Someone's taking care of that. You don't have to do it, too. Um, uh, the one chance they had was to have a quarterback transcend. Because I, I think mm-hmm. that we all yes. appreciate it, with the exception of the recent O-line injuries. And the Bengals, I think, only had one sack, and it was uh, – with a three-man rush and mm-hmm. like the spy got him as he was scrambling like that that didn't become a problem but with that o-line disadvantage aside i feel like we all thought the Bengals were better a better team i mean they had been playing better they've been on a better run the quarterback's been more consistent and hasn't been as exciting but it's been better like i i was i felt confident about the Bengals winning except for the Jonah Williams injury last week. And I was mm-hmm. like, damn, that's going to be tough to overcome. Well, but it wasn't tough well, to overcome. <laughs> but, but Bill, that's what I can't understand, is that mm-hmm. the Bengals O-line was missing, what is it, four people, three people? Three people, of, and they lost a fourth during the game. That's right. It was four It was four by the end. Why did this not matter at all? <laughs> <laughs> Pablo, you seem I, I, honestly upset. really upset it's about upset. this. I'm sorry. I, mean, I understand. I, it's, I just, it's one of the I, laws of football is guys, O-line matters. When I I'm ha- with you, Pablo. I have like a couple of takes. I felt like yeah. that take was going to hold up. Offensive <laughs> line is going to matter. And it did well, it. So the difference between that Chiefs Super Bowl where Patrick Mahomes was just blown up by the Bucks defensive line behind a terrible injured offensive line and why that didn't happen for Drew Burrow in this game I think two reasons number one snow does not help pass rushers Dominique can let me know what he feels about this but I don't think snow helps your footwork in the in the short field area short area field number two and this is a bigger one the best pass protector on the Bengals is not one of their offensive linemen. It's Joe Burrow himself. Joe Burrow is so good at getting the ball out quick. That's been a priority for him all season since that ugly start to the year where he got sacked a bunch of times. He knows where he's going with the football. He trusts his receivers. He's willing to throw the ball up in 50-50 balls. And if you don't get near him in two and a quarter seconds, you're not getting near him at all and you're not getting a pressure on him. And on top of that, I'm going to sneak in a bonus third one that I just yeah. thought of as I was giving that Ooh. second answer. The Bengals ran the football really well in this game. So even though we know they're not great pass protectors, they were running the football effectively. So I think, you know, Dominique, I don't, do you think this would have been different if they had Von Miller? Like that much different that's, with Von that's Miller? The, that's the fourth one that I would have put in there <laughs> is like the Bills also don't have a ton of great pass rushers at this point and mm-hmm. like a depleted secondary that got even more hurt. Two of their best um, members in secondary, Poirier and, and uh, White. yeah, Tredavious White went out on the same play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like that their defense isn't very strong and they're always been like a more kind of, we do what we do type of defense, which Mm -hmm. when you're going up against a smart quarterback, that's never really what you want to be unless you're just so Mm -hmm. good, you know, like line up and play base. If our guys are better than your guys, then that's fine. That's a plan because our guys Mm -hmm. are going to kick your guys, but they don't have that advantage. So lining up and doing that (laughs) when you don't have like skill advantages is a real hard thing to do, particularly when you have a quarterback that is playing as good as anyone in the NFL right now. He mm-hmm. does what he does is such a funny scouting report that is either the best or the worst thing to hear mm, if you are worse. relying on that person. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the, the, the best version of that is the old Seahawks defenses. Mm-hmm. It's like they yeah. do what they do. They go line up and play cover three. 
but they had so many guys that were better right. than the guys across that from them good. that it didn't freaking matter. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. it got to a point where those guys were not quite as good anymore and they was getting swissed up. It's the way mm-hmm. that it happened. So when you have a team like the Bills who are depleted with injuries, you can't just line up and do your thing. It's just not going to work against a good team. But talking about he does what he does, the same thing is true for Josh Allen, right? Yes. I mean, he, he does I, I, what he does. No, 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 no. Josh, Josh Allen do what he do. That's, that's, <laughs> it's a little bit different. Josh Allen do what but, he do. But, but today, he didn't. And that is part of the problem, Alabaster. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And so the question I have is like, this is a team that we thought was going to compete for Super Bowls for years to yep. come, along with the Chiefs and, and now the Bengals. Do you still have faith in that plan and what they're building here? Because this is on their home field getting boat raced by in the snow. Yeah, in their element. I, I guess, look, defensively, we know that there are things that should be better because of health next season, right? Presuming right. better health. Offensively, though, I think the question is, we have this offense that do what it do, which is to say Josh <laughs> Allen exists and they rely on him for everything. That feels certainly less sustainable to me, having watched the rest of the playoffs play out. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I think we kind of had that moment where, like, we were all waiting for him to take over the game. Like, Romo was willing it oh on gosh. every single drive. Like, be Superman. Like, he Jim! was literally begging, do it, Jim. He was begging Josh Allen to be Superman. And Josh Allen was, like, kind of a mediocre superhero in this game. We never saw him scramble the way he usually scrambles. He was not able to find. He made one incredible pass down the sideline. Oh, to Hawkeye. Be Hawkeye energy is what you're reading. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's such Ugh. an insult. But, but not regularly. And I think, yeah. you know, there's been a lot of times this year where it's felt like this offense needed Josh Allen to be Superman to succeed. And I think if you look at this roster, look at the the you know guys in this roster, 1 through 11, 1 through 15, 1 through 20. There's a reason why Cole Beasley came off the street and was playing meaningful snaps for them in the conference champion or in the divisional round. Like I think that tells you there's not a lot behind their kind of two or three star players uh, on that offensive side of the football. What was Stefan Diggs saying to Josh Allen? He looks so upset. He was so angry. Stretching his arms out. Like yes. it just, I, that's one thing that I did not have on my bingo card before this game is like Josh Allen getting shown up by one of his teammates. It was you know, a shocker. You know what? You know what he said? And this is going to hurt to hear, Dominique, but I'm going to tell you the truth about what he said. He went up to Josh Allen and he said, I miss Kirk. Refuse to believe that. that is that is a bridge too far yeah oh, that is a bridge man. too far mm. all right guys so to follow up on this okay is it clear to you that you would rather have snow burrow than josh allen mm. <sighs> you know it, it, it's it's one of those things those those multivariate equations. No, it's it's not one of those things. No one else says that. Actually, Bill might say that. I, I said a thing that no one says as if it's a thing people say. But it's one of those multivariate <laughs> equations where it's like I'm comparing Josh Allen basically with Gabe Davis and an angry Stefan Diggs and no running game against Joe Burrow with a running game that is suddenly alive and these yes. two number one receivers who are all operating with one brain. Yes. And it's like, yeah, give me the guy who is who is, yes, again, smoking a, a cigar. And making it seem like, of course, he is. 
He's really damn cool, man. He he's is like really, super, yeah. he's really like, good. Did you this. see see the thing that was floating around on social media, the pregame where he's throwing pirouettes while throwing warm up oh, passes? That, I watched that reel <sighs> on Instagram like mm -hmm. fifty times. Is man, he like I'm forty and I and I look up to him? It's ridiculous. <laughs> is he the coolest white person in America? <sighs> Hands down. Ooh. Hands down. Wait, I mean, we need to we need to create like a banner with this. That's a that's a title that I believe he deserves still. Man, it's it's. I think it should it should be a title that's named after him. There's nobody in that wow. category. Like it's a it's a one man race. <laughs> we it's something that we can start naming last year. It's like who's this year's or we start naming next year. Who's this year's Joe Burrow? Like it's a new thing. It right. just started today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's when we finally have a debatable award ceremony and dress up in suits. And we, we will can give Joe Burrow and we that will. award. Yeah. Yes, coolest white person on earth, Joe oh Burrow. Congratulations, gosh. you have Absolutely. won an award. We all knew you already. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Pablo, you framed it in a way that was useful. It's unnecessary to mm -hmm. say multivariant, but uh, it's useful to point out that was. he was that he's surrounded by what seemed to be a better situation. But oh, sure. I think part of the problem is with Josh Allen is I'm not sure it would matter. Mm -hmm. uh, the his issue is not that he doesn't have enough help. At least in my view, his issue is that he um, has some trouble with his decision making. Which like, I, I guess if you have more help, maybe he'd be more prone to take a, a little bit of the load and let somebody else carry it. But it feels like Josh Allen is is going to do his Josh Allen thing, and mm -hmm. it's either going to be incredible or sometimes it's going to come up short. I mean, I, I do think that Josh Allen could use more help. I don't think that Gabe yeah. Davis is a legit number two receiver. I don't think Isaiah McKenzie or Cole Bates is a legit number three receiver. I don't think Devin Singletary and James Cook are legit number one running backs right now. Yeah. Dawson Knox is fine. The offensive line is okay. I mean, like, like you have outside of the line where, where Joe Burrow was playing with a bunch of backups mostly, like Joe Burrow had advantages at every single spot when it came to the playmakers and the skill position guys, in some cases, a significant advantage. And I think for the Bills, like they've wanted to be kind of a team that drafts and develop guys. Like they wanted to go out and spend on Stefan Diggs, trade for Stefan Diggs, mm -hmm. but they wanted to draft Davis. They wanted to draft Singletary. They wanted to draft Cook. And just like these guys who are first and second year quarterbacks so we're like we got to get them some help you got to build around them josh allen needs that guy too if he's going to be josh allen that's fine i don't think you're going to take that away from him but when he's running around for six and seven seconds and they're in a scramble drill they need to still get somebody who can get open against a, a Bengals secondary that a corner is not all that threatening yeah. oh eli apple's twitter account right now would beg to disagree I mean, I'm going to get clapped at by Eli Apple, and that's fine. I, I'm he is retweeting cool every person in America, so that's fine. <laughs> a totally different award. I, I love cornerbacks, as you know, Pablo. So I didn't know yeah. Eli is going at next, but I, you can proceed. I'm going to find and oh, retweet yeah. some of his yeah, insults. Yeah, yeah, Go listen to my episode with Dominique on ESPN Daily from Friday. Go retweet mm -hmm. Eli Apple's retweets. Mm -hmm. Alabaster. So the one thing I do want to – just add to this and before we move on don't you kind of just trust joe burrow more in big games than josh allen doesn't that matter of Can't course we just go go with that like the simple answer for it yeah but we're we're one year removed from that josh allen game the game where we were like oh my god this is the best player in football hands down and he just lost that that game which was incredible and still exists is now part of the Josh Allen canon. We were a year removed from that game now. So I think 
we have a much bigger sample saying Joe Burrow is that dude you want to trust in the postseason more than Josh Allen in that two-game stretch last year. Even even just psychologically as a viewer, it's like I don't remember Joe Burrow ever messing up. <laughs> like I don't. I, Annie, it goes back Annie to college, obviously. Next too, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, His mom big, is, is big fan, <laughs> big fan. Mm-hmm. I'd be very upset with my mom if she was on Twitter going at next. Mm-hmm. But other people's moms, I love it. Yeah, at first I was like reading a quote to you from Eli Apple, and he's like, whoa, he's insulting someone's mom. He's like, no, oh, he's cheering on his own mom. Yes. Yeah, he was like, yeah, mom. Okay, got it. That's the tone. (sighs) What's next? Okay. Next one. Do you see the Chiefs as vulnerable with a hobbled Patrick Mahomes? Hell yeah. Yeah. They were vulnerable on Saturday. Yep, 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 yep. Chad, If Chad Henney was not um, a completely surprising version of Chad Henney to me, which is to say 98-yard drive guy, just cold. Um, yeah, I think this could have been very different, actually. They're absolutely I, vulnerable. I, I read that Chad Henney and Josh McCown were roommates at training camp their rookie season. That's incredible. <laughs> like, like, like your NFL season's over-expected for oh, a, a rookie training camp uh, duo. They're like 18 seasons above. It's incredible. That's great. I mean, they're vulnerable. After last week, I guess you would say they were vulnerable against anybody, particularly with Mahomes being hurt. But they don't need to be vulnerable to lose to the Bengals. Like, exactly. The Bengals have beat them um, <laughs> three, three times, times in a row, row now. Yeah. So, yes. like, are they vulnerable? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, they're vulnerable. And Mahomes limping around is going to be a problem. So we're looking at a Mahomes flu game. Like, I, or or they could potentially lose. Like, I haven't. Breaking, haven't broken down all my um, decision metrics yet, so I don't know mm. who I'm going to pick. All your multivariables. But, yeah, I would not. I would not be opposed to going Bengals right here. Yeah, I'd not be opposed to going to this team that has beaten oh, the Chiefs three one and times. A half, one and a half point and, favorites, though, at the moment, Bill, is what mm, you just learned by card. The Chiefs are. That means well, they're underdogs, right? Isn't that how it works? When you're home, you're one and a half yeah. point favorite. That means that you, they actually think you're not better than the other team. Mm-hmm. I would assume that's going to move Ooh. once Dominique's uh, opinion is expressed. Mm. And, I'm going to hold it off. Uh, I don't like pushing the lines, changes. man. I don't like influencing <laughs> the lines. I'm going to hold it until Saturday. That's what I'm going to do. That's smart. That's a smart move. I, I think the margin for error is reduced. Like, like there's a, a element of Chiefs games where you watch them and you think, okay, no matter what they do on the defense, no matter what dumb thing they do in special teams – Patrick's going to figure it out in the end, right? Like, I think we all have that feeling of, okay, they're going to get in third and 25, and they're going to get a first down. Yes, Deus Ex Mahomes. Yes. Yes, right. And and that's, I don't know if that's gone, but it's different now. I mean, this is one of the best third and long teams in NFL history. And Mahomes ain't doing the same thing, running around for five or six seconds and finding someone open anymore. He has to work within the context and the confines of the pocket. He has to get the ball out quick. And that was a matchup last week, by the way. That was the dream matchup for one-legged Mahomes and two-legged Chad Henney because the Jaguars were the worst tight end defense in football facing Travis Kelsey, who ate the entire game. (laughs) Mahomes, it's easier to pressure him. The offensive line, frankly, was not playing all that well in pass protection even before the injury for the Chiefs in that game. The special teams let up two long kick returns. The defense had the Jaguars inside the five-yard line before they got a Jamal Agnew fumble recovery. I mean, Bengals are a better team than the Jags, and I feel like they can press all those advantages. And against a, a Chiefs didn't remember last year, 
the Bengals dropped eight into coverage. They doubled Kelsey. They only rushed three guys at Mahomes and beat him that way. And that was with the mobile Mahomes, let alone an immobile Mahomes coming up this weekend. And the outside receiver threats for the Chiefs like feel non-existent. Right. When 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 mm-hmm. the um Jaguars kind of crowded the middle of the field a little bit more in the second half. Like you saw uh, mm-hmm. Mahomes attack the outside, and those guys were not creating separation. Mm-hmm. They weren't open. They weren't making plays. I'm sure that the Bengals are like looking forward, frankly, to an opportunity to go up this to this um, Tyreek Hill-less team with uh, Mahomes that is not going to be as magical as he mm-hmm. normally is. So they they seem supremely confident, and the line suggests that. They're a better team, which is not crazy. No. Can I can I ask you guys a question? Let's say Patrick Mahomes actually only had one leg. Where would he rank among NFL quarterbacks to you as a legitimately one-legged man? Oh, we're talking wait, wait, we're talking like we're talking like pirate or yes. Oscar Pistorius yes. right. solutions here. Or no, neither. No, we're Nothing. we're talking we're talking pirate. Okay. Talking pirate, so he's got a pig. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean I think he's five or six, somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely better than Kirk Cousins. Is he better than Jimmy Garoppolo is the question I want to ask on me. Uh, I know you, you got to stay up late yeah, you got to write. I know you got lots of things to do, but when you get a chance, go look at that that Cowboys game. <laughs> go, go take a peek at that, man. Like, Nick is going to fall, he's going to fall asleep, Bill, re-watching that game. I don't like Tom, you. I, I I did not enjoy that experience. Like it's really, it was uncomfortable for me. Like I I like all of them. I root for everybody. I don't want anybody to be terrible. Like I like to be right. But when I was watching that game, it's like mm-hmm. the Brett Maher experience, where like mm-hmm. the first time he that we had against the Bucks, the first one he missed, we were like, oh, okay, nothing. That's... He missed another one. We were like, ha ha, that's funny. Then he missed another one, and we all were like, oh god. Oh, we were like, oh, please, do I have to delete please, some tweets? Please. Yeah, like that's. that's and then he, and then he missed another one, and we yes. all shed a tear. To Together. Do- Dominique knew that I was hot and bothered by that Niners defense tape earlier. He's trying to cool me down with the yeah. Niners offense tape from last year. <laughs> yeah, it'll cool you down. It'll put you right to sleep. <laughs> he's trying he's trying to get my browser history right, which oh, I appreciate. Thank you, oh, Dominique. It's like baseball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of there, a team no that, uh, that. That, that hit a home run. Uh, didn't the Phillies win the World Series? That was your segue, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, they did. They, they, oh. they lost the World Series. Oh, see, see that's baseball. why baseball works for Dominique, though. <laughs> exactly, it all makes it, sense now. It gets me focused every time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, the Eagles looked like a wagon this weekend. But did you learn anything about this team? That's good. Um, right? I was gonna say, like having yeah, a wagon is. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Different from they're, being a wagon. They're good. Having a wagon wheel. Um, I learned that the Eagles' offensive and defensive lines are uh, things you should never want to go up against if you play mm-hmm. football. And the Giants uh, are probably had three or four more wins this season than I think their talent suggested. And they got caught in this game where they like, are happy to be there. They already won their Super Bowl. <laughs> that Super Bowl was against the Minnesota Vikings. So let's not talk about them too much in this game. But yeah, the, the real question that we wanted answers was, was how good is Lane Johnson going to be and how good yep. is Jalen Hurts going to be? The mm-hmm. answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> they is, are both yes. Yes. This was an overmatched Giants team. It was an Eagles team that frankly really felt like beating the crap out of the Giants. Like that was kind of fun to watch. You know, like seeing them actually like, you know, 
try to go for two and try to hard count them up 28 nothing and you know going for a fake field goal or fake punt or whatever like it really felt like they wanted to send a message in the division and i feel like that's something teams do not do these days and i regret that no this game was boring as hell the best part was Sirianni like acting like a wild man on the sideline cussing Mm -hmm. at refs chest bumping with with, uh the strength coach just doing all types of wild stuff like mean mugging the camera it's just a a Sirianni showcase Sirianni Mm -hmm. from that opening press conference and he is trying to cosplay as a coach versus now in which he is just the he is the he is the avatar of the city of Philadelphia. It's yes. one of the more remarkable personality evolutions I've ever seen. Such, <laughs> such a good Philly coach. Like, this would be totally different if he was, I don't know, the coach of, like, the Seahawks. Like, it would not be anywhere near that's perfect for him being the Eagles coach. Absolutely. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. He, he did say Jalen Hurts was MJ, right? That's yep, great. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, look. <laughs> I assume I assume this is about both his general clutchness and also the fact that he might actually be really hurt. And so probably not great, though, um, <laughs> headed in to this Niners I mean, game. I mean, he looked he looked fine. Now, will he look the same after the Niners get after him for four quarters next week? That's a different conversation. But I felt like, you know, he was protecting himself, which is smart, but he did not have to ever put himself in real danger, which is a testament to how well they played from the, the very yeah, job. They um, called design runs too, which was like my biggest yeah. question. Was like, mm-hmm. are they going to put him in harm's way? Because that really changes how um, dynamic this offense can be if you take mm-hmm. that um, piece off the table. And they did it. So I, I like being right too. Because before the season started, I, I picked um, 49ers and Eagles. So good you job. Me. Other side, other side, I was uh, I was wrong. Damn, Bills blew it for me. I would have been right. <laughs> Bums. Yep. You're definitely not wrong about Dak at all. So great night for you. Yeah, um, I definitely <laughs> picked the Niners under the exact conditions that the Niners made the Super Bowl. Yep. 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 Brock what are we doing here, guys? Are, are we friends or no? We're not friends? <laughs> well, I'm about, to, okay. I'm about to be Maybe a really good friend to Pablo. We are about to move on to the, the Shannon Sharp Grizzlies beef. Oh, and Lord. Because Ooh. I have a lot of fear of him saying something completely inappropriate. <laughs> no, I have tanks. I have show. so many tanks. Get him out of here. Fight me. We don't get I, him out of I, here. An NBA Carlos. player needs to fight me. Okay, guys. If you had to rank the potential combatants from the Donnybrook between Shannon Sharp and the Grizzlies, you know, Shannon Sharp, Stephen Adams, Dylan Brooks, mm-hmm. Team Morant, how would mm-hmm. you rank them? Hmm. I mean, we have to watch it first, right? Yeah. We have, yeah, let's let's see what we're looking at. We got to see the energy that they all bring to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, bring it over here. Yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. – he's a clubhouse leader right now with that cardigan on. Hundred percent. Although he's calling out Stephen Adams, though, who's one of the few people taller than him, yeah. on, on the court and bigger than him on the court. That's not the place I would start. Yeah. To be honest with I you, I don't think he would start with Stephen Adams. I think he started with Dylan Brooks. Stephen yes. Adams threw himself in there, and then T. Morant the comes at the end. Like T. Morant's obviously <laughs> last place, right? I think T. Morant goes last place. I think we gotta go. I don't know. I can't. I mean, you can pick Steven Adams, but the football in me has to go mm-hmm. Shannon Sharp. Then Dylan Brooks is after both. It's Shannon Sharp, Steven Adams, Dylan Brooks, and everyone else in the arena. You you Some of the refs, I think, maybe wanted it more. <laughs> More than Team Morant. Uh, they like Grizzlies. hug after the game. I think Shannon yeah. Sharp and Team Morant were hugging it up after the game. Yeah, I, I, I bet Team Morant was very excited to hug 
uh, Shannon Sharp and not have to worry about possibly running into Shannon Sharp anywhere else over the next few years. I, I, like, I admire Shannon Sharp for this in a strange way because there comes a point, I think, in every man's life where they realize I'm not beating up anybody younger than me anymore. For me, that came at age 14. I was like, I was like, anybody younger than me, I, I can't do it. I got to just be a peacemaker, walk away. Shannon Sharp is in his mid-40s, early 50s. I don't know how old Shannon Sharp is, maybe late 40s, early 50s. And he still believes that he could go knock out a 25-year-old NBA player. And I, I admire, believe it, too. That's the I thing also is, do. I also, we also believe it. The thing is, I would put on a big show. Because you have to, the same face. If I'm courtside and for whatever reason, someone on the court like mistakenly thinks I said something that would cause them <laughs> to want to fight me because I'm not interested in that. I just want to watch no. a basketball game. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to swell up and act like I want that. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. So, Bill, if you're there, please hold me back. Like <laughs> The most important part is the performance. And Shannon Sharp nailed it in part because I don't think he was performing. I think he was completely fine with a squabble right there mm-hmm. on NBA floor, which I would not be. So... Congratulations, Shannon Sharp, and I'm not even 40 yet. What What would the punishment be for Shannon Sharp if he got into a fight on punishment? the court in an NBA game? Like, punishment? would he get banned? Could he get yeah, suspended guess, in NBA games? I guess they would, like, not let him go to the games anymore, but I, I don't know. I feel like that's a career win as long as he wins the fight. <laughs> that's all that matters. Like, you can't lose the fight and also get banned. Like, I would take that. If I got banned from going mm-hmm. to another basketball game because I got a fight mm-hmm. on the floor, like, I would like it to be a win. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, if you – I would trade that. I would never go to an NBA game again if I could whoop somebody's ass on court. Is is an NBA game the best sporting event to get in a fight at is the question. Hmm. Like, like cause I feel like if you get into a fight at a hockey game, like, that's yeah. not only – it's kind of encouraged, frankly. Yeah. I feel like I have seen a fair number of fights in the crowd in you know, NHL games before. The, so I- the funniest potential is getting your by somebody that you think can't fight. So like <laughs> golf, if you're golf. if you're if you're at golf or tennis, like sports that we don't think have a ton of tough guys, probably mm-hmm. have some tough guys that mm-hmm. could probably whoop some. Like that's the most important thing is that you're in a fight with somebody that. Uh-huh that like dessert you deserve i don't know someone with with some some fight gravitas like dylan brooks <laughs> steven adams fight gravitas yes whooping whooping team team rant no, no i don't I'm, I'm i'm clowning shannon sharp if he punches team rant but i'm clowning from a distance because i that's, also do not want to be punched by shannon sharp that's exactly like the brett meyer thing first punch you're like wow yeah. that's really funny second punch oh it's pretty cool fourth punch you're like oh my god we gotta get team <laughs> rant out of there <laughs> We gotta stop the fight, literally. I don't want to be a part of the entertainment. Like, is there another form of entertainment that you would actually want to be involved in? I could think of a couple stages that I've been close to. Maybe Cirque du Soleil. Oh, like, no, if you can I'm get good. into a fight with the Cirque du Soleil person, maybe not a fight. I'm just saying in general. Like, in general, you, you want to be? Are you the guy? I, I know you're not. This is a bad question because I know the yeah. answer. You want to sit in the front row of a comedy show? No, absolutely not. not. Yeah, of course not. That's a dumb question. Anybody you, who does are, that is is a crazy person. That's tantamount to bungee jumping, if you ask me. So, so you're worried about being in the front row and then getting called up on stage to do your set? 
No, no, no. Just get roasted. You know, like uh, when they when they when they have a microphone and you don't, and they're professional, funny people, and they just mm-hmm. like doing some crowd work and just start cooking people. Mm-hmm. I feel like they don't do that as much as like when I was growing mm-hmm. up. We had Def Comedy Jam mm-hmm. in, in Comic View, and it was like a part of the show was cooking people in the audience. Dominic, I got some bad news. That's every day for me. Like that that that's me leaving the house. Like, unfortunately, it doesn't Where? work like that for me. Where's my confetti? I worked hard for this tonight. There we go. Thank you. Ooh, it's beautiful. Line.